welcome to Inside the Founders Studio with the California Technology Council, where we bring you perspectives directly from startup founders and investors in every episode. Now we turn to our host in our Northern California headquarters, Matt Gardner, founder of the California Technology Council. On this episode of Inside the Founder Studio, we're talking with Pete Ryan, the founder of GoGoHire. Pete, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. So tell us a little bit about GoGoHire and what inspired you to start this company. Sure. So GoGoHire is a hiring marketplace for sales talent. Uh, we acquire the best salespeople in tech in San Francisco and New York, and we put them on a one-week match. Uh, during that time, uh, their profiles are presented to uh, over 200 of our partner companies, so companies like Dropbox, Benefits, TalkDesk, ClearSlide, Okta, um, and these companies can request to interview these candidates through our platform. So as a candidate, it's a really great experience, right, because you can receive, um, call it five to ten interview requests within um, a one-week period. Um, once you receive these re interview requests as a candidate, you can choose to accept or decline. Um, so it's kind of like a double opt-in, similar to Tinder. Uh, so, as, you know, you can accept an um, interview request, and then at which point you're connected with the hiring manager of the company. Um, so today, you know, we have over 100, uh, two, or I'm sorry, two, over 200 companies on our site, um, and we've, you know, placed a, a number of candidates at, you know, great companies like TalkDesk, ClearSlide, uh, Lending Home, and many others. Um, and we've, we launched in August of last year. Um, and just as of recently, we graduated from 500 Startups, uh, a top accelerator in San Francisco. Um, really what um, the, the backstory um, is really, you know, my background is in sales. I worked at Oracle, LinkedIn, and Double Dutch. Um, and I really love the talent space because as, you know, one of the first sales hires at LinkedIn to sell their talent solutions, so I have a, a really uh, strong understanding of the space and, um, yeah, I, I love helping salespeople find their next job. So um, we, we fully automate that process for, for salespeople. Um, and, you know, we our first match was in August of last year. Um, and and that's, that's really when we had 20 or so companies on our site, uh, you know, 20 or so candidates. And, you know, within that first match, we, we made a, a hire through our site. So we knew we were onto, onto something. Um, so that's kind of the, the rough overview of, of GoGoHire. Um, did you, I guess, did you have any questions in particular, Matt? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the business model. So you mentioned the Bay Area and New York as markets, for example. How has this kind of online platform uh, helped you get to market, and, and why have the regions been an important factor in that? Yeah, so um, to be honest, we actually made the mistake of, you know, being a, a universal tool uh, for sales hiring across the U.S., right? So. Um, we didn't. Fo we weren't focusing on any, any geographies at the time. So, um, you know, looking back, that was kind of a, a foolish mistake for us to make. But you know, what we ended up doing is um, deciding to just focus on San Francisco. One, because it's you know right in our backyard, and two, because um, there's a, the the demand for sales tech salespeople here is really high. Um, and really, the the second market that we're in, New York, um, just really it, it happened by coincidence. Um, some of our um, customers ended up saying, you know, we're, we're hiring in San Francisco, uh, but we have these satellite offices in New York. Do you have any candidates in, um, in New York that you could present us with? 
Um, so, you know, we ended up, uh, you know, testing out some of our, um, our, our marketing in New York using different channels and found that, you know, our conversion rate in, in New York was pretty high. So um, I think in both uh, geographies, um, fortunately, the, the, the need is there on the demand side, so the company side, and then, and then also on the supply side, you have so many different options um, of places to work, right, because there's such a demand. Um, so, you know, really, uh, New York and San Francisco is just the start for us. We want to um, certainly move into um, other geographies in, in and outside of the U.S. Um, in the years to come. And you're obviously in a market here that uh, traditionally has been defined really by very personal relationships, and so recruiting and, and placement, executive search, contingent search as a, as a business uh, is an interesting place to try and disrupt using an, uh, more of an online platform. H how have you found the space open to disruption and, and uh, turning the model on its ear a little bit? Yeah, so, um, well, first, you know, uh, we, we do maintain the relationship with the candidate and the company. Like, you know, as a candidate, you would apply to join a match on our site. And then, you know, if we approved you to be on the match, we would schedule a call with you. So we're still um, doing some kind of, some of those kind of offline um, uh, traditional um, kind of uh, uh, pieces to our process. Um, but, you know, the, the, you know, the, like what we're what we're creating efficiency in is really um, a few things, right? So we're creating efficiency in the time to hire. So because we're putting our um, candidates on a one-week match, um, what we've seen is a um, average time to hire of less than 18 days through our site. The industry average is actually 40 days. So really, we're we're cutting that industry average in half. So ultimately. Um, you know, our partner companies are, are really happy with this, right? Because every day that you don't have a salesperson on your team, you're ultimately, um, you know, it's a missed opportunity. It's an opportunity cost. Um, and, and then, you know, secondly, we're creating a process efficiency in the sense that, you know, um, as, a, as a company, you, you know, you would, you would typically use different tools like LinkedIn, job boards, and third-party recruiters. So it's, you know, very fragmented, right? So you would um, go on LinkedIn and you try to find the best salespeople in San Francisco and New York, right? So let's just say you um, identified those people, which is really hard to do because you don't really know who's good and who's not um, unless you have like access to the resume, which typically has like the quota attainment, average deal size, industry ex expertise, those types of things. Then you would send them an in-mail, right? So the um, in-mail response rate is less than 15%. So what ends up happening is, as a head of sales, you have to, or a recruiter, you have to send, um, you know, you, you have access to 50 emails a month on LinkedIn, uh, of which you have 15% of those are being responded to. So call it seven emails, and that's just a response, right? Um, what you know, what we're providing on our platform is really the ability for companies to request to interview a candidate. So as a candidate, right, you know, you've raised your hand, you've said, I'm actively looking, you receive all these interview requests, and as, as soon as you click accept, you're connected with the company and you go off to interview. Um, so, you know, what, what, uh, what's great there is like we're, we're decreasing that time to hire and we're also um, compressing uh, the actual hiring process. So we're bringing the candidate and the company right to the interview, whereas on, on a LinkedIn in-mail, you're, you know, 
hoping for a response back, and then you get the response back, and you find out that they're not ready to make a move, and so like you know two two to three months down the road. Um, so that that's LinkedIn. Then job boards. I mean, that's a whole other story, right? You put a job posting up. You you have to sift through tons of resumes of of um, uh, you know uh, uh, of potential sales you know sales hires that and those resumes end up becoming stale very quickly. Um, and then of course you know you're working with five or so um, uh, third-party recruiters that are you know sending you emails, um, you know texting you at, at odd, odd hours of the odd hours of the night. Um, so and, and of course you're paying a lot, right? You're, you're paying between 20 and and 30 percent of the first year base salary if you make a hire. So with us, really, you know, just to kind of recap, you know, you're, you're hiring and twice as fast. Um, your uh, the interview you know acceptance rate on our site is 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 55 percent. So if you make four interview requests, two of those will get accepted. Um, and then really the last piece is that. You know, versus paying 20 to 30 percent, you're paying 15 percent. Um, and you know, because we, you know, because we have technology that can enable us to scale and be more efficient, um, we're able to to lower lower our costs. Um, you know, which uh, the, the, our our customers really uh, seem to appreciate. That's great, Pete. So let's talk a little bit more about your your personal backstory to this. And, and I'm going to ask a two part question here. One about your LinkedIn experience, and then let's talk about 500 startups as an acceleration platform that supported you. So, yeah, you know, obviously coming out of LinkedIn, uh, you you were early there, and you saw their uh, their market opportunity explode in human resources, even if uh, they didn't necessarily even anticipate that uh, blowing up quite the way it did. So, what did that experience teach you, and how did that help you see opportunity? Yeah, so really, um, I, I was fortunate enough to, to join LinkedIn at a time when um, they were just beginning to monetize their platform. Um, so this was um, uh, 2009, and they had just introduced their kind of formal talent solutions. Uh, so it was actually a separate um, kind of platform outside of LinkedIn for recruiting. And, um, you know, at the time, I, I guess when I joined, I wasn't that excited about it, right, in the sense that, um, I kind of looked at LinkedIn as like the, you know, Facebook's ugly stepchild. You know, lo and behold, you know, uh, fast forward till now, I'm like, wow, LinkedIn is so much cooler than Facebook. I, you know, I, I think it's um, just an incredible platform and it's something, you know, something I use every day. Um, so, you know, I, I learned a great deal uh, about, about the talent space. Um, and I, I also kind of, you know, kind of working there and, and seeing, uh, the inner workings of the the platform and how companies are recruiting on LinkedIn, um, kind of you know how uh, how it's very strong in many ways and and, and also um, is missing a lot in in in, uh, in many ways. Um, so you know I think like looking back on it, um, you know I, I think that after I left LinkedIn and I wanted to start a company, I, I actually didn't even think about. Um, Going into the, the recruiting or hiring space because I, I knew that you know LinkedIn you know you, you can ac access everyone on LinkedIn but the the, the um, because they're kind of a, a horizontal platform that you know everyone um, on the world uses uh, there ends up being a lot of noise right so um, you know how I see it kind of playing out with LinkedIn is, is similar to Craigslist where um, 
and Craigslist, you know, all these different services kind of become unbundled. Um, I, I really see that happening kind of with LinkedIn over time, right? They can't have focus in, um, in, in every area. So, you know, for us, like sales is, is a, a focus that um, we have today and, and you know, I believe we'll, we'll always have, right? Um, so, uh, the, you know, I, all in all, I, I can't, I, I only have like great things to say about LinkedIn, a lot of, a lot of smart people that, that work there and, um, and yeah, I learned a, a great deal about the talent space. Um, when it comes to 500 startups, I mean, I, I think um, it, was a, it was a crazy time for us, right? We definitely burned the candle on both ends. Uh, you know, three-month program where you're, you know, they give you a um, kind of a pre-seed of $100,000, and you're working in a, a shared working space in San Francisco with 30 other startups, and you're, and they're really helping you with your product, um, product market fit, your marketing, your distribution, and of course your fundraising. So, you know, call it like, um, you know, school of hard knocks or like a entrepreneur's MBA. That, that was definitely 500 startups. And I think where it benefited us the most was really um, with our marketing and distribution as well as our fundraising. So, you know, at least one month of the program is, is purely dedicated to um, your story and kind of your pitch, um, which, you know, has, has really helped us a great deal with our fundraising. And how long ago did you finish that program? Uh, so that was four weeks ago. Wow, just recently. Yeah, yeah. So, so what would you advise to other entrepreneurs looking at going into an accelerator about uh, things that they should try to get out of it now that you've been through it? Uh, you, well, I, I think the first, the first decision is like, should you do it or not? I, I say do it. Um, you know, you give up uh, some equity in your company, but it's um, definitely worth it in, in the sense of like, you know, you, um, you learn a ton, again, marketing, distribution, fundraising, and then also um, you build up a network of um, fellow entrepreneurs. Um, and, it, you know, basically, you know, it condenses the amount of time that, it would have taken um, had you have just kind of been on your own in an office, right? So you're just you're learning a lot faster. You're making connections faster. Um, so all in all, I, I recommend it. That's outstanding. One of the things you mentioned there in passing is that you were uh, burning the candle at both ends. As you know, the tech council is thinking a lot about what keeps entrepreneurs up at night. So so Pete, in your case. What keeps you up at night uh, getting this thing uh, lifted off the ground? It's all consuming, right? Like there's never a time during the day or night that um, Go Go Hire isn't on my mind. So, um, you know, it really can vary, right, uh, of kind of what are the, the pressing, um, uh, you know, issues or, or you know, um, obstacles that we're running into, right? I mean, like one day it could be, um, you know, we – we don't have enough supply, right, of, of candidates to present our, our partner company. So we really need to, you know, step on the marketing. Or, you know, um, there's a bug in our product, right, and we need to get get that fixed um, ASAP. Or, um, you know, you're waiting to hear back from an investor on, um, you know, whether or not they want to invest, right? So it's, it, you know, there's this all, there's always something, right? So. Um, you know, for me, being like a first-time entrepreneur, it's it's been a, I, I would say in like the last 
year or so that we've been working on GoGo Hire, it's been a, a learning experience of, you know, not only, um, uh, you know, learning about entrepreneurship and, um, you know, starting a, a you know, um, starting a, a marketplace, but like um, managing stress, right? So, yeah. you know, some things that we, we do in the office to kind of manage stress, like between Adarsh Apula, my co-founder and I, um, is, you know, we, we celebrate every win, right? So um, what, no matter the size, the size of the win, right? So it, it could be something small like, you know, we, um, we uh, you know, there, there's a candidate that, that we didn't think was going to get hired, they ended up getting hired through our platform, right? Or, um, you know, we just, we closed like a, you know, big round of funding or, you know, <laughs> so it, we, we celebrate everything. Um, and then, um, Another thing is, is that what's, what's helped a lot is actually meditation, believe it or not. I know it sounds really cheesy, but um, I have an app called Headspace, so I, I try to, uh, to, to meditate at least you know, one time a day for at least 15 minutes. And has that helped you keep your thoughts in order just about the things you need to prioritize and, and your to-do list? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's, um, yeah helped a ton. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you a time machine now, Pete. This is the time machine question. You have a chance to get in your time machine and go back to yourself 18 months ago. What is the one thing you would tell yourself about what you're about to go through? So 18, 18 months ago, that's when I was currently employed, I would have just said, leave, leave now, <laughs> and, uh, and, and get to work on your own thing. Um, that, that's, that, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have waited the other kind of call it uh, six months to do that. So um, that, that's, that's what I would have I, I told myself. <laughs> that's interesting. So, so you're a story of, uh, of having been in a safe environment before you got your own startup going. Exactly. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how safe sales is. It's pretty um, like dog eat dog, right? And, you know, it's very kind of a, a sink or swim, but um you know, I would say it's safer than uh, entrepreneurship for sure. Yeah, you were on payroll somewhere, at least where you had benefits and, and it wasn't yeah. your risk. Yeah. Uh, okay, last question for you, Pete, is, is what advice would you give to uh, other entrepreneurs as they're thinking about embarking on their, their first startup journey? Yeah, so I would really say um, two things. Right? First off is, is don't wait. So, uh, you know, if you're currently employed or just graduating college and you're thinking about starting a company, um, just go do it. It, it. I think it's a lot less scary than you think it is. Um, it's scary to think about, right? Like, oh, you know, I don't have that paycheck or I don't have um, kind of that support system that you'd have, like, in an office or benefits or anything like that. But, um, you know, things, uh, I think, in life kind of have a, a way of working themselves out. Um, so yeah, just just go do it. And then the second thing is like cash is king. So um, you know, I, I don't know. I hear a lot of hear a lot of um, pitches today, and maybe I'm 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 uh, I'm more conservative in, in the types of businesses I would start. But the, the I hear a lot of ideas that you know there just isn't a clear path to revenue um, at any at any point in the lifetime of the business, right? So. Um, you have, like the there, there's two different types of businesses you can start. It's like a, a vitamin or a pain pill, a, any um, kind of uh, social networking site. Uh, you know, not including LinkedIn, I would probably consider um, a vitamin, right? But because they had 
you know, uh, network effects. They were able to get all these users. They could monetize those users. Um, but really, like, the, the, the pain pills are really what um, uh, people and, and businesses pay for. Um, so, you know, I think, like, when coming up with a, a business idea, I would, I would really focus, try to focus your effort on the, is, is this a real pain that, that needs to be solved? Um, and the only way to do that is really to, to you know, ask, ask your customer and, and, you know, build a product and um, test it. Um, so, you know, the, it, would, it would really be the, those two things. And then, you know, the, the last thing is, um, you know, persistence is everything. So, um, you know, even, even when you have, like, those really tough days, uh, you have to keep on going no matter what. So, um, you know, the, it, there's a lot of ups and downs in entrepreneurship um, uh, versus just working in a company. So just, you know, know that. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there, there's plenty of entrepreneurs that are, are feeling the same thing, that, the same way that you're feeling. So it's kind of just, you know, push through. And um, I think, like, persistence is, is everything. I mean, there, there's so many examples of businesses that have been started where, um, they just had an incredibly slow start. Like Airbnb was, is one of those companies where, um, you know, they they you know thought they were going to have to shut off the shut off the lights like a few times, right? But they just kept on pushing and pushing and pushing, and um, you know, ended up working okay for them. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I would I would really say those three things. Great advice from Pete Ryan, co-founder of GoGo Hire. Pete, thanks again for your time today. Thanks a lot, Matt. This episode of Inside the Founder Studio has been brought to you by General Assembly, provider of professional training and development discounts for CTC members. For more information, visit californiatechnology.org slash member benefits. for this episode of Inside the Founder Studio has been brought to you by Scott Fowler, friend of the California Technology Council. Inside the Founder Studio is produced in Northern California by the California Technology Council.